This week on the Boag World Show, we're joined by Molly Holschlag to talk about her amazing career and roller coaster journey. This week's show is sponsored by Proposify, the simple way I use to deliver winning proposals to my clients. We're also sponsored by FreeAgent, accounting software for small businesses and freelancers, recommended by 99.5% of users. Welcome to BoagWorld.com, the podcast for all those involved in designing, developing and running websites on a daily basis. My name is Paul Boag. Joining me, as always, is Marcus Lillington. Hello, Marcus. Hello. Very formal today. Full names. Paul Boag. Oh, am I? I hadn't even noticed. <laughs> just the way just the way I'm rolling today. But far more exciting than Marcus. No offence, Marcus. I can live <laughs> it's with the it. fact... It's the fact that we have been joined by Molly Holschlag. Hello, Molly. Hey, you guys. I love it. All standing on like such um, professionalism for me. <laughs> yeah, the, the professionalism <laughs> will last like 30 seconds exactly. and go out the window. Let's, yeah. let's casual it out and relax. <laughs> it's great to so, be here. So good to hear your voices, Marcus and Paul. Wow. It's been a long time. We were just saying, weren't we, that it was like something like 2009 was the last time you were on the show. Mm. Yeah, and it was live. We did it live in London. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's an eternity ago. We're, we're all getting so old, aren't we? That's the trouble. I know. <laughs> so, um, obviously not you, Molly. You, you just, you know, you're getting younger every day. So that's what I've heard. It's, it's the way it looks to me. <laughs> the, the numbers of the age might be old, but the, I don't know. I think I'm, it's, it's, yeah, I'm reverse aging, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there may well be some people that are listening to this show that, that don't know about, um, I haven't come across Molly before. And so I just wanted to quickly share with you guys um, a little bit about um, Molly and her background. She's an incredibly uh, prolific author and speaker um for years and years and years um you were you were just everywhere molly weren't you you kind of it's like you couldn't swing a cat without hitting molly well that means you were also everywhere because if you you saw me there you were one of either one of us could have swung a cat Uh (laughs) yeah you have a good point there i hadn't quite thought that through um so the other thing of course that you're you were very well known for molly was um your involvement with the web standards movement um you were one of the you know kind of linchpins of that so so basically guys if you're listening to this and you're sitting there moaning about um you know developing across browser if it wasn't for molly (laughs) it would be considerably worse these young people today they don't know how good they've got it do they molly Oh, they have their own set of challenges. But, oh, you're but, so but, yeah, nice. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They, <laughs> they, 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 we had, we were, we were definitely of a different era. We, we had to do, we had to do di- very crazy things to make things work. They don't. No. <laughs> so in that regard, absolutely true, Paul. Yes, 
yeah, they've got it easy. I'm going to stick with that. Even if, <laughs> even if you're nicer, I'm going to, I've got no such concerns. So you notice that with all of this, um, guys, that, that I've been talking um, in the past tense with Molly, you know, in the fact that she was a prolific author, she was a prolific speaker, she was, um, you know, hugely influential in the web, web standards movement. And that's because, Molly, how long has it been now since since you discovered quite how ill you've, um, you are? Well, let's see, it would have been... July 15th of 2013. So we are going... Um, so that's on, a couple of years. Isn't it coming up on three? Two and a half years coming yeah. into three, yeah. So. So, so so can you tell us very briefly what happened? You know, uh, <laughs> what kind of led to all of this and, and what exactly is um, has been wrong? Well, it's... Um, I don't think I can briefly talk about that, to be honest, because it, it began. A you, very- you have had somewhat of a kind of cascading effect yes, of illnesses, exactly. haven't you, really? That's yeah. exactly true. It, it began very early in my life, uh, in my teens. And it went, you know, there were just years and years of misdiagnoses and wrong diagnoses and um, things of that nature. And I think that over time, you know, it just, I kind of gave up on it yeah. myself and I didn't really take as good care of myself as I could have and all things considered. And eventually, you know, with time and running the way we do in this industry, wow, you know, I was, like you said, everywhere. Mm. I think I was pretending to be a, a, an HRF, like, you know, if you clicked on my anchor, I would immediately hypertext you to that another is the spot, worst, right? that is the worst joke i've <laughs> ever it, heard molly uh, it's not a joke I it's was an like analogy a... it's a metaphor <laughs> all right it's a terrible metaphor then <laughs> <laughs> okay uh you, you're allowed but i get nice what you mean ball. come on try you're, you're allowed you're allowed to no he can be as mean as he wants he'll just <laughs> yeah. have to he just has to get as good as he gives <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah, exactly i know how these things work <laughs> yes exactly you're, if you're you call me goofy it. before that's the right. show starts oh, that's I, what you get I, back. Did. I called him goofy that's where all of this is coming from <laughs> at any rate so to to kind of you know co- put that into a coalescent thing um there had just been a real down tick in my entire everything, my entire well-being, be it mental, mm-hmm. physical, uh, behavioral, any aspect of, you know, my Molly uh, really was in trouble there for a while. And uh, July 15th of 2013, I was on my way home from Open Web Camp um, at the time. Of course, uh, that's in a either gone now for good or, or going to transition into a different kind of, a, of an event. But it mm-hmm. was, it ran for six years free wonderful event that we held um it was along with uh i think we started it over at opera and then john foliot got involved and it was really quite a, quite a cool event for a long time anyways on my way home from that and in lax uh, i'm in los angeles international airport and suddenly just collapse on the floor and from that yeah i know it was just uh i was feeling tired and i'd had some other symptoms but i didn't really consider it anything other than just exhaustion you know from having run around and been so of course you just ignored exhaustion could, you know let's yeah. just push through the exhaustion that's exactly thing. Yeah. that's exactly important that's a very important point for everyone you know <laughs> i mean at that point i wasn't i wasn't just burnt out i was 
10 years beyond burnt out mm. and into, you know, a process that I didn't even realize, you know, was occurring in me medically. So when I fell, I fell <laughs> and I did not get back up and I'm, yeah. you know, just getting back up now. So that's really the, the sort of pre, I think that's why you, it's easy to refer to those things as past because in a lot of ways, my identity in two and a half years in going through such a profound shakeup in every conceivable way in my life that I am very much reinvented, although my basic nature is still my basic nature. You, you still sound like you, Molly, yeah, I have I'm to say. Yeah, I'm still me, but, you know, uh, that's a, actually a very good thing because for a very long time I really wasn't yeah. very, very much here, you know. So that I, I am getting all that back is quite um, just, it's, a, it's an amazing amazing experience you know to be on the upswing it's scary as hell because it's when you're down i don't know if other people experience this marcus or paul i'm sure you've experienced this in your lives or other people listening when you're down it's you it's kind of like you expect it always to be that way yeah do you know what i mean and then Mm. and then when things start to get better you get nervous you're like wow things are getting better i don't want to jinx it (laughs) you know what i mean and you begin to really get concerned about what's next you know when is the other shoe gonna drop so i'm dealing with a lot of that in transitioning right now but i tell you it's 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 been a journey of of great magnitude and also amazing amazing good things have come from it as well as bad things you know you were going to say something. No, I, was just, I was just saying it's good that, you, that some goods come out of it because I'm uh, going back to the you know uh, what you were saying about when you're down. It always seems like it's going to be that way. Um, a, you're now in a better place, but also you're you're saying that something good has come out of it. I'm I'm really lucky. I mean, I I haven't suffered from my, from a health point of view, but we suffered from a business point of view uh, a year or so ago, and I feel exactly the same way about the business. We're on the way back up, but I keep waiting for it to fall over. I know exactly. I think we have these types of experiences just globally as being humans, you know, mm. and and um and that struggle to constantly kind of self-examine and sometimes we're not even in in a place where we can do that. You know, we're so frustrated or upset or burnt out or exhausted or physically impaired or emotionally messed up or whatever's going on in the complexity of our lives, family, home, economics, all of these factors, you know, it becomes a little bit of uh, what what next straw will break the camel's back, you know, mm, and I think yeah. we have to be, all be very careful, especially because we don't have that remarkable uh, reverse aging magic yet. <laughs> no, so, not yet. Yeah. We're going to miss no. it, aren't we? It's not going to happen yeah, in our lifetime. Yeah, it's not going to happen quite in our lifetimes. No. <laughs> maybe, our, My- maybe our kids, maybe your kids, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> so, and and that is really what why we got you on the show, not the the reverse aging thing, because <laughs> we're relying on you to sort that out, Molly. No, uh, because I wanted to get you on and and talk about how how to deal with those unexpected blips in our career. You know, because y- your career is almost 
you know, a before and after story or, or will become that now. You know, that there's that, that this huge chunk of time where just everything went out of the window and you had to stop. Because did you, you, you did stop entirely while Regime's working. I, I yeah. was completely incapable of speaking. I was, I was in, you know, I was in treatments and I was undergoing chemotherapy and very serious uh, situation. Um, I basically mm. uh, just to just so people know, I have a medical condition that it's a I'm, I'm sick with something that is known as pancytopenia, and basically most people w- might recognize that as something also called aplastic anemia. There are also other similar names around the world for it. But it's basically when the bone marrow stops producing all three types of blood cells. And this can occur for a a number of very different reasons. Uh, For example, Madame Curie uh, died of that. So I have, yeah, I know. So I'm not the first female scientist in the the world to ever have this condition. You're in good company. Yes, indeed. But in her case, obviously, uh, unfortunately, it was it was directly related to the exposure to radium that she discovered. But uh, <laughs> but in my case, not not probably that. Really, still still enough. Have you though. been playing with radium? Is that what's been going on here? I have to be honest and tell you, I have been in some interesting places. I did work for the. I, I'm serious. You laugh, but I have done work for the Department of Energy. I've been ah. at a variety of national labs here in the U.S. Uh, you know, uh, so you know different centers for this and i wonder sometimes if you know if my immune system was already compromised would that have done anything Mm, who knows nobody knows nobody knows there's really no answering that question but it is a curiosity i sometimes go huh you know because it is like what you were saying it's a cascade of things that ultimately ended up in that so nevertheless uh it's ongoing it's lifelong and uh I, you know, they just are using medicine to extend my life and about only one in 20,000 or one in 200,000, depending upon how it's being categorized. So very rare illness. Wow. Yeah. But, but you seem to, I mean, from what I've been seeing recently on Facebook, etc., you, you actually have like normal blood cell now I, for the first time in like two years. Yeah. There, well, this isn't expected to stay that way, at least with the platelets. That was right after um, a transfusion of them because I was right. having, it was a prophylaxis for some dental surgery and oral surgery that I needed to fix my teeth, to right. fix my mouth. That was, that was the joke. It was <laughs> another the, bit. Is- <laughs> broken yeah i was like i can't talk for seven hours i bet most of the (gasps) world is rejoicing (laughs) wow i i honestly can't imagine such a scenario molly right It was hilarious. Anyway, so we're making up for that now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing pretty well. <laughs> okay, Actually, at that point, you know, a bit, so so we've kind of we've kind of established yeah. Molly's background, the huge influence that Molly had. We've talked a little bit about her illness. What we really want to get into is is that kind of journey that she's been on, um, and to just kind of understand. 
and look at the kind of bumps that people have in their career and how how you know whether we let those hold us back etc those kinds of things but before we get into that i do just want to do my sponsor otherwise i'll get in trouble well of um, course <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. and and to be honest it's an easy one this week because i absolutely love these guys i use um their product every day um and it's called proposify and they're back as a sponsor i'm over the moon because i really do use them all the time i was using them actually today so uh essentially what proposify is is it allows you to create proposals um and to do so in a really easy simple way um they reckon that it saves you a couple of hours for each proposal um you create compared to something like word in design or google docs and that feels about right i've got to say it's, it's just so incredibly straightforward um, now they, they've got four sponsor slots with us, and I want to look at each, uh, you know, several different features. They pretty much left me to my own devices um, in terms of what we talk about. And this week, I want to talk about the stats because that, for me, is the thing that makes you want to move to Proposify over using a Word doc or whatever else. Because if you create a proposal in Proposify and you send it to the client. You will know a whole load of stuff because you know what it's like. You send off a proposal and you're kind of, oh dear, you know, and there's just silence and you've no idea what's going on. You know, has the client looked at the email? Have they opened the proposal, etc.? Well, with Propose with Fire, you'll know all of that. You'll know when the client opens the proposal email that you sent them, when they visit the proposal online, how long they've read it for. So if they just opened it and then gone, oh, I'll come back to that later. If they're reading it now, you know if they're actually interacting with your proposal there and then. What sections they're looking at, if they are. A complete timeline of all the interactions that they've had with the proposal. What parts of the proposal are working best. So if you reuse sections from one proposal to another, you can see whether people are spending longer on one section than another, that kind of thing. The number of times people have viewed the proposal. So if they showed it to other people, they come back uh, to it a lot. And how how many proposals you've won or lost so you get so much information to make your proposals better but also to know has that client actually looked at this yet you know should i chase them yet etc etc so we're going to talk loads more about proposify in the future but for now they're doing you a great deal um, as a Boag World listener. Um, you can get three months for free off of any of their annual uh, plans. Um, in addition to the 14 days trial you get normally. So just use the coupon code Boag World when you sign up for any of their monthly plans and you'll get those three months for free. You can find out more at proposify.biz. So you go, right, Molly, let's get yeah. back. Let's get back to you. Back to me. Okay. Well, um, we were you were just um, asking about that sort of transition point, or what what we should really be thinking about in our lives to perhaps maybe avoid this kind of thing that happened yeah. to me, if at all possible. Well, uh, yeah, yes, that's yeah, a, that's a know, really good. Let's let's start with that. Do you think? I mean. <laughs> It's really hard to know how to word this, but I'll word it in the blunt way. Molly, was any of this your fault? Yeah. It do you was. know what I mean? Yes, by that? absolutely. Of course I know what you mean. Did um, you make it? Do you think, in hindsight, looking back, you made yourself iller because of the, the lifestyle you, you led from the kind of really busy work point of view, being all over the place as we discussed, etc.? Without 
question. Now, really? Yes. Okay. Now, now, that said, when you have – okay, so first of all, a couple of things happen. When you have two and a half years to gaze at your navel, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you don't – I mean, for a lot of that, I didn't have – the brain power to really work it through. But then as I began coming out of that, there's a lot of real heavy duty self-analysis that goes in there. And yeah. if you're being very deeply truthful with yourself and you're really looking at it, that's where you begin to say, okay, this is where I bear responsibility and this is where, you know, things happened. Okay. And there, there is to take all the responsibility is ridiculous and no. to blame it all on something else is also not accurate. Um, I definitely could have made much healthier choices along the way. Would that have ultimately saved me? Um, I don't know because I'm coming out of it either way. So yeah. I'm getting a good result and I, but did I have to suffer as bad? as badly did I have to lose so much and really go through such a, a nightmare and then being away from this industry for two and a half years my god coming back to that it's if you want to pick it up after you have to be away for a time it's very uh it's it changes mm. I mean you know everything is the same and everything is not the same it's it's amazing that that in and of itself has been a challenge to me, and I found myself having to adapt uh, my own skill set because I am no longer I no longer have the same capacity that I used to have for that intense. I don't know if, if you remember from my talks, but one thing that I that always blew my mind because I can't remember names and dates and things like that. But boy, did I have history and. You know, I could tick off which day of which spec of which element, you know, and it came. I mean, I had this bizarre amount of trivia in my brain, you know, and I have no hold on that anymore. It's just gone. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to really, and that's part of aging as well. I mean, this is one of the jokes that we used to have many, many years ago before I began uh, before the web, I was actually involved on Genie's uh, online network. Um, and one of the things that they were doing, this was a, I don't know if you're familiar, but this is back in the Prodigy and CopyServe and uh, BBS days. Uh, Believe it or not, that's even before my, di- my yeah, time, Molly. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty, you know, well old. established old? in the web. Old, yeah. <laughs> well old. established. Yes. It's, it's old. It's old. It's, okay. Come right, on, Paul. <laughs> well, that, I, I think uh, I'm uh, older, so, you know. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. You're, you're even older than I am. There right, exactly. So I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much. <laughs> At any rate, getting that far away is really and, – and getting older. They yeah, oh, oh, so what I was saying, yes. Yeah, so I was at, at, at that time, I was with uh, – you know, doing some stuff with Genie on accessibility, okay, and mm-hmm. uh, managing some roundtables on disabilities and whatnot. Um, and we had live chats and we had forums and bulletin boards of that of of the text based variety. Yeah, um, and it was kind of really cool. And I made some good friends there that have persisted to this day. I meet people at CSUN that I knew back in those days. So. Very, very, very persistent, long time. At any rate, um, at that time, one of the things that was popular in the accessibility world was to use this term called tab or temporarily able-bodied. 
So the rest of the world who is not suffering from any kind of quote-unquote disability is a TAB, a temporarily able-bodied person. I love it. Yeah. So because the truth is, we all cease to be able-bodied at sooner, sooner or later. You know, it's like um, Marcus is a great example of this because uh-huh. Marcus um, has to. <laughs> you know, he's what? reached a point. You, well, you've reached a point in your life where you have to start wearing reading glasses. Oh, correct? I see. Right. Yes. Excellent. Uh, excellent example. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm t- completely blind now. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and also what if you, things like if you break an arm, you're temporarily disabled at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. So whether it's for a day, for a week, a year, for the rest of your life. Yeah. That perspective really gave me a spin on life because I had already been seeking out information because I was struggling with medical and other problems. So, yeah, yeah, so it really, that was my early introduction, which is why I think I, you know, retained an interest in accessibility all the way through my web career and everything. But it really shaped a lot of the perspective that I have, and it was reinforced in this sort of uh, self-analysis of what it was that I had that was able and what i had that was a a a dis (laughs) yeah and the dis were the external things and and the ables were the things that i could make a difference and i began to write lists as as some people do i'm a big list yeah yeah i i always work through things with the list whether it's you know intellectual or personal so we had to make lists about you know what what could i control what could I have done better? What didn't? What What do I need to take responsibility for and own up to in my own in my own psychology in order to be a healthier person uh, and better outlook? Versus, what are the things that I really don't have control over, and how will I emotionally deal with those? And so mm. that's a, of course an iterative process, but to even have to get to that point, I think that exercise should be started very early in a person's life, not mm. well into their 50s, okay? But <laughs> not, when not until they get seriously <laughs> ill either. Exactly. You know? yeah. Like maybe if – I don't know why we don't have this in education, but they don't teach us a lot about pragmatic living. You know, yeah. what to do when stuff goes wrong. <laughs> you know? We yeah. don't get a lot of that. And I noticed now um, – I saw somewhere that Eric Meyer is doing – a. Uh, Designed for crisis and some oh, people. Is he? Are, yeah, he's got some. I don't know exactly because I don't quote me on this, but I saw it was related. You know, obviously to um, their events um, at an event apart. So look, follow that, follow that thread because I do think mm. he's he is addressing some of those in a very practical Eric Meyer style way. Like you know, here's what you know some some linear things to do to approach that and it mm. might be very helpful for people but i haven't really looked deep into it uh but clearly there's an experience of profound uh proportion there as well inspiring mm. that kind of uh of of uh and, and i think that's part of what's also going on you guys paul marcus i mean we're all joking about having to get the reading glasses and being older the reality is is that with age we are also faced with more challenges in our lives, if not in our own selves, in our loved ones, in our parents, in our aging friends, relatives, 
whatnot. So I think to make life a little easier on us all, we probably should start encouraging each other very early on in our teens, early 20s, even earlier if, if it makes any sense to do so, parent to child or in that educational environment. Um, because kids are especially so adept at these sorts of things, and we're not. <laughs> we get so stuck, you know, we get really stuck in our, but I don't want to stop that behavior. I don't want to give that up, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. Or I like, I, I, I don't, I say yes to everything because I don't want to disappoint everybody. Or I say yes to too many things because you never know which one is going to be that magical, perfect event. You know what I mean? So do, was that, yeah, absolutely. So, so was that what you were doing, do you think? Do you think you just said yes to too many things? Oh, absolutely. I said yes to everything, and right. I also never paid attention to the money. And that right. was all, that's also part of my kind of way of being because I'm sort of, you know, let's get rid of that whole model. It's failed us pretty miserably, but yeah. that's not exactly realistic in the world. It might be great as, a, as an ideology, but it's not the realities yeah, of the world. Yeah. Uh, and that was a hard lesson to learn, you know. <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, I think having having confidence it's also having confidence i didn't know what i was worth a lot of times mm-hmm. people either overvalue themselves or or most people actually gravely undervalue themselves mm. and i think we need to be you know we need to create when we do these meetups and we do our bar camps and we do our open camps and various get-togethers and discussions i think this type of thing should really start being in the in the discourse a lot more mm-hmm. how do we care for ourselves we we really don't have those things set up we have no union we have no uh mm-hmm. and, I, and i mean that literally as well as uh in the sense of of a of a really organized community that has health and well-being and you know when when certain professional professions get to that level they have those types of organizations yeah we have nothing like that no but you say that, and, and I totally and utterly agree with you, but in your personal experience, p- partly because of this huge impact that you'd had on, on the web for so long, you know, the web community was incredibly supportive through through your illness, um, or they appeared to be from the outside. Beyond um, belief. Beyond yeah. belief, Yes. And, and I mean, because you had all kinds of problems with your your medical insurance, financially, you were in an incredibly difficult position. And, and there was a lot of supportive, um, you know, uh, sentiments from the community. You know, so to a degree, there is that kind of thing happening on an informal basis. But what I'm quite interested in is, why do you think that is? You know, why we have an incredibly... I don't know. It's more than just an industry, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a there's a great um, there's a tribal sense. I don't know how whatever yeah. word to use. Really, there's a sense of when you meet somebody, no matter where they're from or what their belief systems are, how different they might be from you. If you share a love of the web and the things that you know it can do for humanity and for uh, daily life, you know. As well as the big stuff, it's pretty 
it's a passionate, passionate thing, I think. And that is a differentiating factor. To many, it makes it more uh, akin to the creative passions, like mm. the, the arts, yeah. whereas, and, the, and humanities, whereas it's really a, you know, a, a very broad spectrum from mm-hmm. full, full on hardcore science and math all the way to the most out, outlandish creativity that you can imagine. So, you know, it, it, it really is a reflection of what we are as individuals and i've always seen the web that way that the web is sort of the if you'll if you'll pardon the nomenclature the macrocosm to our microcosm it's simply <laughs> the, the ref- reflection at the larger the larger macro level of what we ourselves are and embody as as humanity right there's yeah. there's the bad and the good and everything in between Oh, I'm sitting here, Molly, grinning from ear to ear, listening to you talk again, because it's because it's been so long since we've kind of heard your your kind of contributions and your thoughts about the web. And so the the thing that immediately springs to mind, you listening to you talk is, you know, are we going to see more of you again? You know, are we, do you, you know, as your health is beginning to improve, do you see? Do you see yourself being able to get back in involved in things? And and you know what kind of limitations are you going to set on yourself now you've learnt what you've learnt and and what are you going to get involved with that is a really bad interview question there's about 10 questions in there aren't there? <laughs> i don't know it's it's it sounded like a sounded pretty easy to me there it was like okay, well, okay basically paul just asked what's next yes um, <laughs> what's next see you're better at this than i am see? interview yourself from now on I, yeah no i do that all the time didn't you just hear me saying i make these lists <laughs> it's like yep. forget it i get so tired of my own friggin voice but <laughs> i tell you but uh, what was the question again there, <laughs> what's, the next? There. What's, what's next what's next i you know, so I don't know if you know this, but uh, in December I picked up a contract, a short-term no. contract with the University of Phoenix to do. They're a. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're a for-profit university that's actually very successful in not just the United States, but in other parts of the world. I believe um, mm-hmm. they they are mostly adult. They are not mostly. They are only adult working education. You have to be Ooh, in. Right. In, you know, working a full-time job and uh, that's, you know, so it's all about uh, improving your lot as opposed, you know, so it's about going to school for a specific reason with a specific goal. So anyway, I I just uh, rewrote the... Uh, the curriculum for their advanced web development course. So that that was the first formal job I have taken on. Wonderful. So that went very well, and they were pleased. I'm pleased, and somebody is now. I think as of February, that course started. Somebody was teaching it, so that's good Excellent. to hear. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I also picked up a contract with the W3C for six months here. Brilliant. Um, yeah. So this started January 18th. And I'm helping out with some communications issues in the um, com in the comms uh, department there, uh, working to basically improve um, how we're perceived and maybe mm-hmm. start beginning to um, propose extensions and programs for a variety of folks, not just membership. 
but Brilliant. you know, developer programs and consumer programs and yes. programs for kids and all kinds of things. Obviously, these would just be proposals. So I'm just you know a, a person with some ideas, but we'll see how they pan out. And of course, the more support that I can get from um, the, the the developers and everybody, all the web makers and web lovers of the world, the better. Um, that might go. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully we'll see more services and more value for a greater variety of people coming out of the W3C, much more accessible. And that's already been something that's been started. And yet, because they're so limited in funding and they're so pressed and you know for for uh for hands uh uh, because of those limitations i think that a lot of things that should get attention get missed and Mm. and it's really an unfortunate situation that isn't anybody's fault you know Mm. but but i think it you know we can add a little life and uh community uh, there and I would like to see that happen. So those are my goals there. That's next for me, and and with that comes a little bit of travel. Um, I don't know really if beyond that six months, if I continue with the W3C in any capacity. Obviously, travel is going to be important because mm-hmm. you can't really be in that organization. This is not to say that they won't wouldn't make any uh, accommodations for anybody who was homebound or anything of that nature so long as they did the work and attended could attend the meetings online but uh aside from pushing for accommodations the reality is the full experience of being at w3c is in fact to travel around Mm. the world and meet with the diversity of ideas cultures peoples you know who who you are building the world and the wide and the web, not just the web. Right? <laughs> so we often forget about we, – we, we understand that it's the world, but we're not so good with it. And we, we really don't understand what the wide part is about at all. The web we kind of are starting to understand. <laughs> so, so how are you going to stop yourself as your as your health gets better and better, which we hope and pray it will? How are you going to stop yourself falling back into the same habits as before? Do you think this has been such a wake up call that that's not going to happen, or have you kind of thought about that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I know this: human beings, when the pain stops, we forget the pain. Yeah. Really quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, think about the most pain you've ever suffered, right? Well, I always think about childbirth. <laughs> I mean, not that I've obviously suffered wow, childbirth. You, you did that, Paul? I'm so impressed. Uh, I know. It is. But <laughs> it, is. Uh, it amazes me it, why anyone. It, it amazes me why anyone has more than one child. I mean, it's. <laughs> You know, they've got the first time you can say, okay, you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. But why anybody would put themselves through that twice? And it is, it's because people forget. They yeah, do. definitely. And that's, it's, it's, yes, Marcus, isn't that true? <laughs> I think it's a built in survival thing. It really mm-hmm. is. Or thrival. It, it, you can't yes. move forward, right? You can't really, you can't really move forward if you don't, uh, if you don't forget a certain amount of that pain, emotional or physical, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot to be said for for having a pair of rose colored glasses and being an owner of them. In mm-hmm. other words, knowing when to put them on yeah. and when to take them off. Right. <laughs> so I utilize that methodology. Um, so I think 
going. Yeah, I think travel is a big part of what's to come for me if I can do it. Mm. I want to test that. I really do because there's parts of this world I have yet to see and it drives me absolutely <laughs> bonkers being on a planet and not having seen and yeah. met you know, uh, certain peoples and nations of this world. Uh, I just, I'm ever curious. And, you know, so I'm really hoping that's, um, that's in the agenda and my ability to do that becomes easier with time and not mm. harder. But I do have to say it is brutal to, to try and travel the way yeah, I did is. for as long as I did, you know, living out of a suitcase, not being home for six months. Now, how am I going to limit it? I got really smart. I got married. Ah, of course you did. Oh, by the way, congratulations. I haven't <laughs> spoken you. to you since then. Have I? And that's Indeed. right there. That right there changed it. Because yeah. if, if I don't, if I do start stepping over, I have a, a wonderful man there saying, nope, yeah. don't do it, Molly. I love you. And you know that this is not healthy. So please listen. Right. That's that's a bit of an extreme reason to get married is just so you've got someone to tell you to that's, stop. Well, you know, I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody to tell me to stop. Right. No, absolutely. I think that's yeah, yeah. You you will you'll find that makes an enormous difference. My wife stops me doing things I'm I want to sure do all she the time. Does. Of course. <laughs> I, was, I mean, this is I didn't realize this. I didn't marry till I was in my fifties, for heaven's yeah. sake. Because I never imagined that I would do well in that kind of a relationship. As it turns out, I'm very, very happy. Oh, but wonderful. I'm in a situation where I'm I'm with an equal where, you know, he, yeah. he, he's strong. <laughs> yeah. you can, can, I'm too uh, – I will walk right over people if they let me. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> well, Speaking, yeah. I've, I've got those tendencies as well, Molly, so don't – I don't you're mean not it alone. with malice. No, I no. Mean it, I mean it without thinking. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, it's, it's oblivious, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, absolutely. It it's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I'm going to purposely walk over you because I have an agenda to get above you. or Never like no, that. No. It's that I can be reckless with people because I don't, I'm too so self-absorbed or absorbed in what, what's next, right? Yeah. So, so, so uh, this isn't on the, the questions that we discussed, although I've, I've pretty much thrown them out ages ago, Molly, because you just go off on one. But that's, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Me? You, I never you, do that. One of, the, one of the questions, you raised an interesting thing earlier, which is that you raised the fact that we as a community, um, you, we don't have anything like a union or a professional body that is, is kind of promoting and encouraging you know, uh, good behavior and responsible behavior in our industry. And I increasingly look at, um, you know, some of the working practices, especially in places like Silicon Valley and, and that uh, kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it, it scares me. It scares me what our employers are doing to us and what we do to ourselves as well. Do you think a professional body is the answer to that? And how does something like that even start? Do you know, I honestly, I honestly don't know what the solution is to that kind of thing. And you know, I wonder what your opinion was. Well, it's not. There has been um, there have been efforts to, to, to do this before. Uh, one of the ones most known in the United States was the World Organization of Webmasters, which is still around, I believe. Uh, I think it's joinwow.org. Um, and... That organization was pretty strong for a while, and um, 
and we did. I did some work with them, and a couple of people like Aaron Gustafson and um, and Andy Clark at one point, and a couple, you know, just different people have come mm-hmm. through and helped them out. But I don't think that that organization really ever got it, it. It ended up getting a very good educational grant, and then I don't think it was somehow really well managed. Uh, maybe the right people weren't in the right jobs there, but it didn't. I could see how the infrastructure was built out, and that part I became familiar with. So that was really mm. interesting and experience to see how those things do emerge and what kind of – in my opinion, that particular project was focused too much on certification. They wanted to create certifications. Oh, now, okay. Yeah. Now, what's really, really interesting is that the W3C is beginning to do this through really? its programs. Yes. And the model currently is that it's free unless you want the actual cert. You take the class for free. Yeah. Uh, and then if you want the cert, you pay for the cert once yeah. you pa- pass the class. Yeah. So that way, you're, the education right now, that's the model. We, mm-hmm. We're looking at a, a number of things, but I think it's uh, it, it's growing. We have an HTML course, uh, HTML5 and a, and a CSS course going on and some other courses um, being developed. So hopefully that will really w- turn into something of great merit because uh, I know at least in Australia, I don't know if you know about uh, – in the UK or other uh, places, perhaps in Europe or, or Northern uh, Europe, uh, in Scandinavia, and the Nordic countries. Um, generally in Australia, you cannot really, uh, you're limited by what you can do if you don't have certain, certifications mm. and this is going to open up a good a, a good way a great a great and powerful way of more job availability for skilled workers so mm. i think that's really important um i think so i think that sort of thing belongs in this in a sense it's something that the w3c really i think didn't want to do for a very long time but i'm glad that they are starting to put their toes into that water because they really are the best organization to do it it's yeah. home it's home to the specs so yeah. as long as the instructors are good instructors then you're in good shape so i think that's really a beginning there and then i think that that it's a very grassroots thing sort of like what we did with the web standards project mm. sort of you know it really has to emerge from the people unions uh, typically speaking are organized by the workers mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah. so it's not like somebody comes along and does it for us we sit down and we decide okay we're going to organize and these are some of the things that we're going to start looking at we're going to look at let's say um, ethics what our ethics are as a professional organization what are you know whatever those issues are and there are there are many great examples out there uh, that can do this I can also see a benefit of purchase power for uh buying uh, for individuals who are wanting to buy uh, software and services mm-hmm. and all of that we can get incredible discounts with bulk buying and and then also that could extend to medical insurance uh, where it's needed or mm-hmm. uh, internships or uh, a fund a charitable fund for God forbid somebody should end up in a situation like I just did yeah and you you know and you were s- saying how I mean, I am. I can't even begin to start talking about how grateful I am, and that I honestly believe that the magic piece of my being here at all is absolutely the love and support and 
the wonderful uplifted thoughts of all the people <laughs> all the yeah. people i mean i just um, I, I don't even know how to begin to emotionally broach that without breaking apart <laughs> and crying and sobbing it's just that overwhelming and i think I, that you, you know just to just to wrap that up what no, it does fine. it inspires me to want to give it back to somebody else and make sure that that carries forward and forward and forward so no one is ever left in that darkness. Mm. And I, I've got to say, you're, you're right when you say that I think this has got, it's almost got to be like the next web standards movement. You know, it's got to be uh, that kind of grassroots of people stepping up and saying, we're going to make this happen. And I hadn't even thought of some of the things you talked about, you know, and you listed there in, in terms of things that uh, an association or union or whatever you want to call it could could do. But there are. Yeah, you're right. There are some amazing opportunities there. And that really excites me. Hey. We're, we're just running a little bit out of time, but, and there is one last question that I really sure. want to get on, if that's all right, which Absolutely. is one of the things that's always impressed me about you, Molly, all through the years is, is how incredibly open you've been, you know, through your own blog and, and, and social media and various other places about your health issues, both mental health issues, physical health issues. You, you're very, very open. Um, and you seem to, uh, almost not kind of hold anything back and i know that there are a lot of people that have you know are, are kind of very afraid of being that kind of open with the web community and there's so much talk about trolling and and abuse and that kind of stuff i mean what what are your feelings about that kind of stuff do you do you regret being as open as you were would you encourage other people to be what's your thoughts on that I think it's an intensely personal choice, yeah. and it changes at different times, uh, and it's also contextual. I, throughout the majority of my life, there was no one to protect. I was not a mother. I was not mm. a wife. It, I was an independent operator. So I walked through the world making my own choices and that not having too much uh, of upheaval on immediate uh, people in my own life, like as, as it would have if I had had children or a family mm. at home. Mm. So right there is a, an incredibly big divide between just the, the circumstances I found myself in versus most other women mm -hmm. of my generation and age group uh, of the time um so because also of my medical condition i was not i was just unable to to make that happen so mm -hmm. I, instead i poured myself into the into the experiment um at at I don't know how not to be that way. First of all, let me back up. I yeah, really I have the same problem. <laughs> I, yes. I mean, how do you not know how to be Paul, right? How do you not know how to be Marcus? How do you not know how to be who you are? I have always been a very, uh, you know, they, my, my family makes fun of me. I mean, uh, uh, I'm the most extroverted person. In, uh, most of my, my, my youngest brother is extroverted, but my I'm mostly in a family of very brilliant introverts, oh, and I'm incredibly outgoing, you know, and just, I don't, I've been accused by my own mother of like, why is that? Why are you so needy? And I'm like, <laughs> it's the other way around. <laughs> it's like, I, well, I do need, I need, I need the discourse with, a, you know, some people it takes a village, me it takes a whole world. So what? <laughs> 
You know, as long as I'm yeah. giving back, right? As long as I'm yeah, yeah, in yeah. service. So that's the way it is. Um, so I think for me, obviously, there's more to protect now. So I don't know if I'm as open as I used to be. I don't regret it. Not for a minute. Uh, I have I have remorse over certain actions that I have done. Uh, I have remorse over actions that were done to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with the trolling and things. You are you know. There's been some horrible things that have gone on uh, in in many directions, and I think it again. It it cannot be something I would advise anyone to undertake if it weren't there in their nature to do so. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're totally right. It is completely personal. I was just I was just kind of interested, really, as your attitude towards it, and that's that's yeah, it's fascinating to hear. Um, Molly, it just it's an absolute pleasure. I just wish there's so much more I want to talk to you about, um, but I think we're gonna we're gonna have to leave it there and then get you back on the show again in the future. Um, well, to, Maybe next time we'll make it face to face and it will be even yes. more fun. <laughs> yeah, in a pub, preferably. In a pub. <laughs> Excellent. But me. you'll have to do a Yeah, it sounds good. Always. In a in a in a proper English pub. Yeah, on a rainy, one. misty eve. Or oh, with an open fire roaring. Yes, oh, well, I like it. Yes. It's I'm I'm it's it's in ink, my dears. Thank you so much, Marcus. Thank you, Paul, for this wonderful opportunity. And I'm so happy to be back with you all. Thank you so much. And thank you, all your listeners, everybody, for all the support, help, and love. I don't know what else to say other than thank you. No, absolutely. And thank you for, for, you know, thank you for making the modern web. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's the truth of it to a large degree molly you know you've had a huge impact um and i don't think of course i don't think a lot of um younger people would necessarily be as aware of the the huge impact that you've had but it has been enormous from that i've got to go somehow i've got to transition from that into a sponsor and it's not easy to do but i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna just talk about free agent very quickly before we wrap up the show so i'm not the best at managing my accounts like molly was saying earlier she's not the best at managing her money either um and i think yeah we'll, we'll maybe probably both of cut from the same mold in some ways um i tend to mess up all the time when it comes to to accounts um only this week i managed to double invoice a client um that's how incredible i am i can send the same invoice to the same client twice which is just great so that's why i'm so grateful that i've got um free agent there not sending it at all though paul yes that's true that is very true um uh but that's what makes free agent so great is they, they've got really good support for people <laughs> like me. Um, so they've got, you can, you can ring them really easily. You can talk to human beings on the phone. It's just blissful. You don't get that from many web apps these days. You have to get tickets and, oh, but yeah, but you can pick up the phone and ring them, which I love. You can email them as well, which is really great. Um, and they're very, they're, they're so good. People really know their stuff on the end of the phone. You're not put through to some call center, you know, offshore somewhere that you know don't really 
kind of have got a list of frequently asked questions that they can answer and that's about it no these these guys really know their stuff they're really fast in getting back to you they've also got a really good extensive knowledge base including which really works well for me detailed video tutorials about how to do absolutely everything because you know there are some things that you only do like once a year on free agent because it's accounting related and so just being able to go to a video and watch it and it take you through step by step is great um they've got a 30 minute get started webinar right so you can get a live webinar if you if you're talking about giving it a go so you don't need to learn it all from scratch they'll take you through the interface and explain it all um and they'll even do a 20 minute free call where you can ask um get your questions answered um uh you know in your trial period and kind of get you up and running or you can just do what i've ended up doing after screwing up so many times i've um got myself they do um free agent approved accountants (laughs) so you can get an accountant that's an expert in free agent um and that's what i've done in the end and they do all the complicated stuff for me these days so check them out their support is amazing um you can find out more about them at boagworld.com forward slash free agent and you can get your 14 day free trial and that that 20 minute intro call as well to get help and advice from them so that is free agent marcus mm. do you it could have been worse we could have been transitioning from from molly's illness into your stupid joke and that would have really you know <laughs> that would have been even worse than having a sponsor wouldn't it really much more especially considering how bad it is this week oh is it a really bad this one this is a proper dad joke so, oh good so here we go how do you think the unthinkable with an iceberg that, I don't even get it. I don't get it either. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that what? means. I, how can you think the unthinkable? How can you think? Oh, how can you sink the unsinkable with an iceberg? Oh, oh, you got there in the that end. is oh, really bad. <laughs> I I want to vote that the worst joke you've ever told on the podcast. <laughs> And can you imagine? That's hundreds and hundreds of episodes of terrible jokes. That's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah well oh. i set it up as bad yeah yeah it's not like you didn't warn us <laughs> yeah. it's true we knew what we were getting into so so that's it for this week um hopefully mm. next week we'll be joined by cameron mole after our previous Ooh. false start with him um and he's going to be joining us to talk about his passion for craftsmanship and his unique business model that enables him to do all these cool projects on the side so i'm going to be uh kind of pushing him a little bit over how that works and how he operates but that's next week for now just a massive thanks to molly um, uh, thank you so much <laughs> and uh, thank you everyone for listening talk to you again next week Oh,